Welcome back, everyone. It's the most influential speaker from the House of M. Let's open up the icebox and see what we can find. You want to know what I can find? Here's what I found. You know, this this uh, virus thing that's been going on since, since 2018 or whatever the heck it started. I think we might have uh, made a turn. I think we might have made a turn for the for the better, um, because I had to go and search out this one kind of meat, and it's called arancera. All right. Now this, I, I, I know I'm butchering the pronunciation of this thing. I should know it because it's a Spanish name or Mexican name. I don't know what it is. But it's, it's 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 in Spanish, and I'm Mexican, so I should know this. But I can't say it worth the or for the life of me. So I'm just I'm gonna keep probably butchering it every time I say it. But um, it's arancera, arancera. I can't roll my R's either, um, because the queen of the house of M and I celebrated our 17, 17th wedding anniversary this past Sunday. Phenomenal! Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold your applause! Hold your applause! I thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, 17 years. Yes, it is a long time. Yes, it is. Um, so we, we wanted to get some, or we, she wanted to have some arancera. There, see, why did I said like a cherry now? Uh, meat. So I was like, hey, why not? Let's do this. I can behave for 24 hours. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I went out to look, and the place we usually go to get this stuff is called uh, a market called El Rey. Now, El Rey stands for the king, for all those people that don't know Spanish out there, okay? El Rey means the king, all right? That's what I call myself here at the House of M. I'm the king of the House of M here. Um, Chloe doesn't agree with me, but that's another story. So I go to this store called El Rey, and we have two locations. One, uh, a bigger location, uh, it usually is always stocked, and it has what it needs, um, but... I was going to listen to the queen of the house of M. She recommended I go to the other location, which is a smaller one, closer by though. So it makes sense. And from what posts are saying all over online, they're well stocked too. So I go to that location. It's a smaller, it's a shorter distance. I go there. And right from the get-go, that parking lot is full. And it's a little parking lot, uh, but it's full nonetheless. So uh, I'm going in there and I, I park far away I mean, I just said it was a small parking lot, so far away doesn't really, isn't really killer by any any uh, stretch, right? But I park as far away as I can, and then um, I catch some Pokemon because there was a some Pokemon there that I wanted to catch. Pikachu with the Charizard hat. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, you know. Um, so I catch one, and then I go in, and I go to their meat area looking for the Aranchera, <laughs> the meat, and I get up there and uh, I ask. Uh, the person, if you have any, and he goes, no, senor, all out. And I go, oh, all right, well, son of a gun. And they didn't have any prepackaged either. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to go to the other one. Now, on this list of stuff I had to get, Aranchero was on the top of the list, but I also had to get, like, avocados for avocado dip, um, some Galgoa, Galgoya Salzone sauce or seasoning packet, uh, Puerto Rican rice. I was going to pick some of that up, too and dry yeast um but i was i didn't even look for any of that because the whole reason i went there is for the anchetta and i uh, they didn't have it and then it occurred to me when i turned around knowing that i had to go to another place 
there was markings. Have anyone has anyone seen like markings on the ground showing which way they have to go in uh, in rest not restaurants uh, stores or you know retail centers these central places that tell you which way to go. Hey, people go this way, and the arrows are pointing one way and down an aisle, and then that's the only direction you're supposed to go. They're supposed to be like one way streets. You know what a one way street is? Well, they have one way aisles now. But here's the thing. The aisle is like two feet wide. Okay, I'm exaggerating. But still, they're very narrow. So you, if you commit to it, you got to go through the thing. If you follow the rules. And the people in this place, they weren't following any rules whatsoever. So I have a feeling it's going to be a little worse at the bigger location. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's like this. And it's all kinds of craziness uh, because it is a smaller location. Well, tell you what, you're about to find out. So I get back into my vehicle and I go to the larger El Rey store. What does El Rey stand for? The king. All right. So I go to the bigger one and holy God, it's like, it's like Disney. It's like the Disney parking lot in July. It, the pot, the lot is, is full. Luckily, I, as I pulled into the lot, I saw a car pull out and I immediately jetted my minivan right into that spot. And I got, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good spot, actually. I was pretty close to the entrance there. But lucky because there was like four other cars kind of circling and they left the aisle just as that car was pulling out and I came in. I came in hard too and I nailed that son of a... I got that parking spot. So I get there and I'm like, hey, this is a good sign. They're going to have what I want. I get in, or as I'm walking in, um, there's people like coming in, going out. It's like, it's crazy. It's like a little flipping market. And I see um, this, this like a Ford pickup truck. I said Ford pickup, like I knew what that actually was. It was a truck. I don't know. Like, like a little truck that you have, that people can buy, not an actual like semi truck or anything like that, but a truck that had a sign in there that says, I don't even know what it said because it was in Spanish, <laughs> but I knew the point because they had an, they had samples on the sign too. They were selling masks um, because of this coronavirus. Anyone heard of that? The coronavirus is crazy out there, but they were selling masks for five dollars. And the, the big the big tagline I understood this too, despite me not being able to recall the Spanish word for it. They had reusable masks, um, and it said lavar. You know, that, that means to wash or something. Lavar los mascos reusables or something like that. That means wash your reusable masks or masks are reusable if you wash them. That's what I meant. So I saw them. They're selling them for five bucks a piece. So uh, if anyone needs any, go to El Rey. Uh, they have a little, someone has a truck and they're selling them for five dollars. Probably cash. You know, I say probably cash because these people, these people, listen to me. I'm one of these people. You know, they always just, they think small. It's like, you know, you put a little, get the card or the square, I should say. And you could take debit and credit cards and just swipe those things through and you'll get a, you'll triple your sales. Yes, you will triple your sales if you open up the market to debit and credit cards. Quit just paying with cash. I don't know what, unless you're on, unless you're doing drugs. You know, if you're, if you're selling drugs, then I get it. But even then, I think they should have a credited or a debit card option. Anyway, I get inside and, you know, the so 
the other store had the arrows, right? This one had the arrows too. Clearly no one was obeying those arrows at all. They had little markers uh, saying staying six feet away from each other. You know, social distancing. You all know what social distancing is? I am not going to explain it to you. Well, I will. It's having, you know, keeping six feet between people. You know, keep your social flipping distance. That rule thrown right out the window at El Rey. I don't think, maybe because they, they didn't understand English. Maybe they were like, no, no social distancing here, senor. Okay, well, lo siento. Sorry, uh, no social distancing then, I guess. No one was following it. I mean, there were bodies touching it. It was, it was like a rave for crying out loud at El Rey. Especially by the meat deli, which is where I had to go to find the Eranchera. Eranchera. Eranchera meat. You know what Eranchera is? I don't think I've even described that to you yet. So Eranchera. Eranchera meat is like steak meat, I guess, um, but in like strips. And the kicker, uh, you got to ask to put it in the gr- put it through the grinder so it, it tears off easily, ideally by hand. Um, or, you know, it, tear- it rips apart easily in your teeth using a fork, right? That kind of thing. It's like a beef skirt steak. So everyone, when I record these podcasts, I do it in the icebox. And the icebox is my basement. So when I tend to do these recordings, if people aren't watching their programs upstairs, I am very audible through the through these layers of our house. And the queen just, she could probably tell what I'm trying to say here. So thank you, queen. Um, she told, she basically sent me a message because I was struggling to figure out what kind of meat this is. And she said, beef steak skirt, skirt steak meat, beef skirt steak. No, beef skirt meat is what it is. Whatever I said not too long ago, she messaged me that saying, that's what it is, dude. If you're going to go on a podcast, get your facts right. And I'm like, okay, that's that's what I'm about. I'm here for the facts. So thank you again, queen. And she messaged down, we were welcome. So, wow, that's how good communicado we are. It's that 17 years I was talking about, right? Social distancing out the flipping window at this place. It's like a rave, remember? Okay, now thankfully, well, it was kind of warm that day. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous like my god dang face. It was like 71 degrees out. People are out, you know, I think people are just tired. But that's the problem. Just because you're tired or bored of what's you were staying inside and quarantining yourself just because it's nice weather doesn't mean it's not a license to go out and get corona right it shouldn't be anyway but i think that's what a lot of people were doing um thankfully no one was sweating myself included i was not sweating if people were sweating i would have probably i would have probably just left and, and told my queen say hey they didn't have it either but i i didn't no one was sweating but a lot of people were like right next to each other. And and you know, remember the Elith rule too? It's not a rule. It's just a, a recommendation of if you do have to go out and get essentials, um, you're not supposed to take like your whole family. Well, apparently people that go to El Rey take their whole family. So I saw like, like primos, little bebes, little uh, hermanos and hermanas and... Tias and Tios, all every 
family member was represented in this place. So, you know, if one gets it, they're taking it back to their household. I just don't get it. I liked going into a store and people avoided coming down the aisle when they saw me or made a quick turn so that we wouldn't have to cross paths in a store. When coronavirus is at its height and people were like avoiding me and not talking to me in while in a store, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, again, that's why I think we're improving our situation because uh, El Rey, if El Rey is a barometer, coronavirus is dead, okay? Um, I shouldn't say that. There are people wearing masks still and gloves. Like that was going to do anything when you're rubbing up against each other's arms and spitting. Oh, oh it's dumb. Um, but they were still wearing that. So I get, okay, the point of the story, right? The Aaron Chara. So I get in line and the line, I, I kid you not, the whole meat deli was like packed with people. The line extended probably seven to eight people deep and I'm at the end of it. And then it occurred to me, no one's lining up behind me. I was like, whoa, what? After As soon as I come, everyone's like done getting meat. And then I see it. It says a sign, a sign that says, please take a number. And I was like, son of a gun. So here I was sitting in line, standing in line for, it wasn't that long. It was probably like five minutes, but still five minutes, five minutes of my life. I'm not going to get back five minutes. And I, all I had to do was go get a number and I could walk around the store freely and avoid this mass of bodies wanting arancera or whatever, flipping meat, pig heads or whatever, pig's feet, pig's tongues, cow tongues or cow eyes, whatever they sell in this carcinerita place. I don't know how I say meat store in Spanish. I think it's something like that. So I go grab my number and my number is 96 and the ticker is at 78. I'm going to be waiting a while. And wait a while, I did. Um, And you remember, I don't know if I ever said this on a podcast, one of my favorite things to do is wait. Now here's here's the thing. The irony is I, I don't mind waiting for like lines for like C2E2 comic book conventions, that kind of stuff, or midnight premiere movies or midnight premiere toys like Star Wars and stuff like that. I'll, I'll wait. Uh, that's that. I'll wait. That's fine. But when I have to wait for meat, I don't like that. I, I just don't, I just don't like waiting. But I had to wait, and I'm looking at the people. Yeah, I'm looking at the people. I'm looking at the people behind the counter who were the real heroes. And I have nothing but good things to say about those those meat people behind the deli, the meat deli, the carcineria place. God, I'm butchering these Spanish words like crazy. Anyone who's who's Mexican that's actually listening to the show, I am like 100% Mexican and I don't know Spanish. So that's why I'm obliterating the Spanish language right now. Uh, but the I call them, here's, here's, I know this word. I called the people behind the meat counter. There was eight of them. So I called them the Fighting Ocho. Now, the Ocho were phenomenal. Man, they were just... They were just slicing and dicing their meat. They had, like, these swords. Yeah, they looked like swords. I know they were knives or deli knives or whatever. But they were easily, like, 18 inches. Easily. And they were, like you know, twirling them and spitting them on their hands as they were cutting the meat. And like, just, they were actually, they looked like they were having fun, most of them. Um, but they, they were like slicing. And I saw a bit on the table in the background, a big 
like just slab of arancera meat. And the thing is, I saw them slicing it, right? And as they were slicing it, they would peel it apart and slap it down in this one area. And I'm like, holy cow. I was like, they have, at least they have arancera. Now, granted, my place in line, they could easily sell out by the time I get it. And then I would be really ticked. I wouldn't even be recording this podcast. I'd be so ticked. But uh, I am recording this podcast, so I did get it eventually. But so as I was watching them slicing in uh, that meat and laying it on the, on the counter in one specific area, I'm like, wow, that, that pile's getting pretty big. And then I see the guy pick it up and take it to like the saran wrapper machine. That was someone's order. The, the, whoever who was I think it was a guy he must have ordered like I don't know 10 pounds of arancera this stuff is like eight dollars a pound so you spent eighty dollars on meat I, I you know what I didn't see the exact number so I could be exaggerating but it's for effect okay um but easily it, I mean it was like a good I don't know I'm looking at my hands right now 14 inch high pile of arancera meat it had to be pretty expensive but that was one person's order so I was like Okay, if I have that many people ahead of me ordering like that, all they want is three pounds of the goddamn stuff. They're going to sell out. So I was nervous. I started to get nervous. Um, and But, I mean, after I saw them cutting more meat and that order was fulfilled, another order was fulfilled. Was like, Everyone's here getting enchetta. Now, afterwards, when I do eventually get back home, um, I, <laughs> I, I realize that because the weather's nice, I guess that's what Mexicans do. I guess Mexicans, when the weather is nice, they go out and they go in flocks to get arancera meat. And then they just, they grill it. That's, that's just what we do. So there you go. If you're Mexican and the weather's nice, you're going out to get arancera, you're grilling it, and you're enjoying it. So that, that that's just what we do, I guess. So good for us. All right, it's good meat. Especially if you season it right. So I'm getting nervous because they could easily run out. But then my nervousness kind of goes away because... As that pile goes away and they're slicing up and fulfilling other orders, they just, I see another guy put a, like a, throw something on his shoulder and then slaps it down on the table and it's more arancera meat. Now I'm beginning to wonder where the heck they're stockpiling this. But, that, you know, I didn't, I didn't wonder too long because I didn't really care. I just wanted to make sure I got my three pounds of arancera meat for my queen. So everything's going as smooth as it can. And I keep seeing people getting so close to each other. It's making me ill. So I'm taking a step back and I'm trying to find an area six feet in between one, two, three, four other people. And the like, if I'm like, if I'm looking at the counter, I'm on the far left side, which is pretty clear. But on the right side, that's where mass chaos. Everyone's like butt up uh, to each other and just kind of saying. Whatever they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. So then a little bit of me gets nervous. Because when I get up there, I mean, they're going to ask me a question. I'm going to say, what? Like, you know, like I don't know what I'm saying because I don't know Spanish. Because all the meat people, the Ocho, the fighting Ocho, they're all talking in Spanish and people are coming up. They're saying, you know, stuff. Whatever they're saying. And I, I'm like, I'm not going to keep up. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> when I finally get to the counter, I say, the guy goes, uh, he says something. He goes, uh, he probably says, ¿Qué quiero, señor? And that means, what do you want, sir? Um, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what he said. 
So I go, I'll just... <laughs> I just go... After hearing all these... You think I'd pick up the language, right? I'm flipping 42 years old, I think. And I still don't know how to say this stuff. So I just go, let me have three pounds... <laughs> let me have three pounds of arancheta, please. And then he goes... Ah, see that. La machina, and I don't know what that meant either. But I knew I had to say, make sure to put it through the grinder. And I'm thinking, la machina probably means some kind of machine. Probably means the grinder. So I just said, yes, put it through the grinder. And he goes, si, señor. And then he goes back, and I see him with his 18-inch, you know, uh, katana blade, and just starts going to town. Um, so my, okay, so I, I'm, I'm like on live here. So my queen just messaged me because apparently I'm still audible through the room. And she goes, you need the buffer to come down to help. Yeah, I kind of need the, she knows more Spanish than me. All right. Plus, I mean, let's say she's a hottie and, you know, you know Mexicans, they're going to, they're going to see her and go, woo, 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 yeah, 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 when they see her. So, I mean, that's, I, that's, that, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, have all the attention go to her. I didn't want to be there. So if, if she were there, that's why I call her the buffer, all right? She's there to take that for me. She's like, she absorbs all of that stuff so that if anything is absolutely needed for me to say anything, then maybe I'll talk. But that's why she comes whenever she's with me. So um, yeah, for what it's worth, right? So yes, I did need the buffer to come with me there. But I, you know, I, I didn't want to put my buffer through the, the danger of Corona, Right? No, I, di- I didn't want to do that. I was an hombre, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna take on this virus myself, go one on one with this thing, and slap that coronavirus in the face, spit it out, stomp it through the ground, and say, "Hey, come back another day, COVID. I got your number right here." So I didn't want to endanger the queen and have her see all that nastiness. So that's why she remained at home. And I was willing to do that. Plus, 17 years, right? I could do this. So I'm doing it. So he goes, yeah, 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 whatever. The grinder, go out, go do it. Yeah, make it happen, buddy. So there goes the ocho, right? And then I realized I would have gotten there a lot quicker, but people were like just chatting with the meat men. You know, again, for all I know, I don't know what they're saying. Maybe they're saying, Maybe they're saying the meat is poison. Make sure you give me the good slices, right? I don't know what they're saying, but I doubt it was that because they're all smiling and and the meat men weren't. Here's this is what, this is what's cool about the the ocho. The ocho were like trying to get them to shut up. All right, they were just kind of saying yes, they're c c c ah yeah you know have a good day or tiene un dia buena I don't know something like that, but they were not. And this is why I, I have nothing but respect for the fighting Ocho. They were not engaging in the chit-chat. They were saying, you want four pounds? And they point at the machine because it was like 4.7. And then the customer was like, yeah, just leave it on there. That's fine. But um, they, weren't, they weren't about the chit-chat. The customers were. And for whatever stupid reason that was. Maybe they're like, well, they're in the house and they can't talk to anyone. Oh, boo-hoo! You know, go on your social media platforms then and talk. Or, you know what? How about using your phone instead of being on it and scrolling through God knows whatever social media nonsense and call someone. There, you can talk then. Right? That's what phones are supposed to be used for. Not anymore. You sound like an old man now. House of M speaker? Well, I'm 42. 
I guess I'm old. But that's what I thought phones were for. It's 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 a it's a missed art. I don't know, whatever. There, but the fighting Ocho, proud of you for not engaging in that chit chat and just keeping business going. I mean, they they want to go home too. They're essential. Yeah, they are essential. So let them essentially do their job, and keep your stupid chit chat at home. Get it out of your system before you go to these places, so that you can just go in, get out, and go back to your home. But this is what I look forward to. Yeah, I don't care to deal with it. You know, but but it's not my fault. Like talking, and you don't. You're right. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Talk. Go ahead and talk. But when the Ocho are try- <laughs> are trying to essentially do their job so they can get all these masses that are touching each other, right? And the virus is easily hopping from person to person. Person, I see that. I see. I saw the virus hop. All right. You know, it's gone airborne or whatever. This time, I think they go. They they're hopping from people to people. I saw it. And I wanted to avoid it and get out of there. So to the fighting Ocho, I finally got my Aaron Chowder meat. Three pounds. Wrapped that son of a thing up. Actually, he didn't wrap it up. He wrapped it up and was about to give me give it to me. And then part of the saran wrap started coming right off. So I saw the guy goes, oh, yeah. I don't know what he said. He probably said, oh, shh, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, he took it back and immediately fixed it. So their work ethic, solid. Solid like the shell of a squirtle. I swear to God. The Fighting Ocho, if I knew your names, I would I would want to thank each and every one of you for doing your job, slicing those meats with those 18-inch katana blades, not engaging in the chit-chat, and having fun while you're doing your job. That's what it's all about. So kudos to the Fighting Ocho. You got my respect. I came home, made the meat, and it was really good. There's the end of that story. (laughs) Okay. So the other, there's a, so, okay. I also wanted to quick, quickly talk about, um, uh, murder hornets. What else is going on? You know, the other story that I haven't even investigated, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, well, I say that anyway. But the other story that's out there, I guess alien UFOs came out too from the Pentagon. Yeah, and that was just breezed over. And I looked at some footage, and the footage was really stupid, actually. So don't waste your time. That, maybe that's why I didn't put too much time and effort. Like, I put any time and effort into this podcast as it is. But I, I didn't really look at the UFO stuff. But, yeah, apparently UFOs are out there, people. So go go figure that. Um... But then I saw, I don't like this. <laughs> I saw murder hornets. So I, I'm just pull. I pull up an article right now because this I do want to talk about in very in a very serious fashion because this is real news. Murder hornets are not to be toyed with. This is serious, people. So if you put your serious faces on, this is my serious voice. Let's talk about some murder hornets. So the article goes on to say, what are mor- murder hornets? What a, what a name, right? And should I be worried? Asian giant hornets spotted their giants. And they're from Asia. How did they get here? I don't know. It says, this is from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I guess I got to cite my sources because I'm all kinds of professional here. So it's from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online. An invasive hornet species slaughters honeybees and can be deadly to humans. 
and unfortunately they've been spotted in the United States. Um, small number of Asian giant hornet sightings are in the Pacific Northwest has raised an alarm. They're calling themselves the they're calling themselves we didn't even dub this name. The hornets just coming in says, yeah. We're the murder hornets. We're the murder hornets. What are evil things? This is crazy. It's a fittingly upsetting nickname. Yeah, you think? Based on a lengthy March presentation from Washington State Department of Agricultural Etymologist Chris Looney. Well, I'm really sad I read that sentence. That was a stupid long sentence. It opened with a slide listing other ominous titles for the largest hornet in the world. Yak Killer Hornet and Giant Sparrow Bee among them. Those are dumb names. This spring, the Washington State Department of Agriculture started hunting for Asian giant hornets after two confirmed sightings of the predator. Alright. So they're not only scary bugs in the... Oh, wait, wait. Murder hornets aren't the only scary bugs. I don't care about the other bugs. I'm just talking about the murder hornets. Okay, here we go. So the hornets, people, in case you're panicking, are probably not going to murder someone. So don't panic. That's what uh, Looney says. That long sense that I didn't want to read. Uh, for humans, unfortunate enough to come in contact with an Asian giant hornet, Looney had simple advice in his March presentation. Ready for the advice? Are you ready for the advice of this agricultural epitomologist? Specialist whose whose last name is Looney. His advice is to he says this, and I quote, just run away. You know what? I would do that from any murderer. I would run away. The, oh, this is just stupid. The predators kill between 40 and 50 people a day in Japan. I'm kidding, it's annually, it's not a day. Uh, many victims suffer from allergies, but some have died from the potency of the venom alone, he said. Rare complications can include localized necrosis. Do you know what that means? That means, uh, you, let's say they sting you in the hand. These murder hornets. They named themselves, by the way. We did not name them. We're the murder hornets. That's what they came in when they flew over from Asia to the U.S., they said, we've arrived, the bird hornets. And they sting you in the hand. Well, that hand could have um, localized necrosis, which means that part of the hand could die. They can also cause respiratory failure. Oh, great. So not only do I have COVID, but then I get stung by a murder hornet. And then he gives me necrosis and can help speed up the respiratory difficulties that I'm having already from COVID and have respiratory failure. It also caused kidney failure, liver damage, and blood clots. None of the, I don't want any of those things. But here, again, all you got to do, people, run away. That's what Looney says. That's all you got to do. So if you see a murder hornet and they're screaming, we're coming to get you. No, we're coming to murder you. All you got to do is run away. So relax, okay? You don't have to panic. If you get hit... You know, you could have necrosis, respiratory failure, kidney failure, liver damage, and blood clots. But don't worry about it. They're not going to catch you. All you got to do is run away. That's what Looney says. What a dork. Uh, efforts to contain the spread of the hornets, which prey on virtually any insect, in addition to honeybees, 
Oh, good. They're just going to have a feast now. Um, have been ramping up in recent weeks, Looney said Saturday. What a... Let's run away. Thanks, Looney. Um, one thing local residents can do to help report suspected sightings of the... Wa of the two... Okay. Report suspected sightings to the Washington State Department of Agriculture. So there you go. So if you see any of these things, you got to report them. Report them right away after you run away because that's all you got to do to avoid necrosis and liver damage and kidney failure and blood clots and respiratory failure and report them to Washington. Report them to anyone. Call 911. That's what I'm going to have you do. After you run away, you call 911 and say, I'm being murdered by murder hornets. Please send help. And they'll take care of it. That's what they do. They're essential. Please don't slow me down Cause I wanna reach the top now All we have to do Go with the flow Um, one last thing I think I want to talk about before I wrap this show up here. Uh, cause yeah, I've been, I've been talking long enough, right? You guys are, you know, you guys are sick of me by now. Um, so I've talked about the, the last dance, which is like, uh, I think it was called The Last Dance. <laughs> um, the, the NBA, the ESPN show about the the Chicago Bulls and their uh, last championship run, which I lived through, which was amazing, by the way. Um, I have an issue, though. So I think the episode that I'm on is, I think it's about to introduce, um, or have in the episode at least, the Gatorade commercial from uh, uh, with Michael Jordan, and it, it, it uh, has the game's... I'm sorry, it has the song of um, Be Like Mike. And I can't, I want to buy that MP3, but I literally cannot find it anywhere. I mean, I'm, I search on iTunes. I searched, I did Google searches. I searched iTunes first because I want to pay for it. And I want to be legit. But I can't, it's not on iTunes. So I just did a, I did a Google search and just to see if I could find Be Like Mike MP3 or something like that, just so I can download it and have the song and play it every now and then. Um, I can't find it either. I keep seeing, you know, YouTube videos of it. And I, there, I think there's a way to, uh, like, download the audio from a YouTube video with, like, software that you have to download, you know, freely. I just don't want to do that. Um, because I, you know, it could, it, I don't want to download the wrong stuff and hurt my laptop because this laptop is the focal point of everything I'm creating for you guys and gals. So if anyone out there has like a copy or even better, just tell me where to buy it. That's all I want. Show me or give me a link. I'm choking here. Jeez. Did I get stung by a murder hornet? Hang on. Okay. Um, so let me know. Email me, please. Uh, iceboxcast at gmail.com. A link or a store, a iTunes store or equivalent or anything where I can buy the song um, Be Like Mike. Uh, it's a nice little happy song. And maybe not everyone thinks that way, but it, I'm entitled to my opinion, especially since this is my show. And I want the song, but I cannot find it for the life of me. So let me know if you know where I can go to buy that song or get it somehow. But the, the the documentary is still fantastic. Still fantastic. 
And the one uh, episode that stood out for me recently, I think I watched up through episode five. Um, and one of the episodes uh, towards the end there had the Detroit Pistons rivalry or kind of talked about that with the with the Bulls. So the Detroit Pistons were pretty much the team and they were called the bad boys of the league for very apparent reasons. They were very physical, a much different NBA back then. And they were very physical. They would flagrant foul you. They would follow you in general and just beat you up, literally. Um, and the Bulls could never get past that hump. And the Detroit Pistons won championships. And they and the Bulls, they with Jordan, they just couldn't get past them. And they were they had something called the Jordan defense, is what the documentary said too. So that pretty much meant if Jordan gets his hands on the ball, you you foul him, um, or if you get him in the if he's in the paint, you foul him hard, so that he knows the next time he's in there, he's going to get fouled, and fouled hard, and fouled hard did he get? I swear they pretty much threw him on the ground sometimes. To the point where they were bullies. Um, the the Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer, Rodman, they were bullies and just were they they were they were nasty. So the Bulls knew they had to get past them, and the documentary goes on, and the Bulls pulled together at together as a team and knew that they had to get past the Detroit Pistons. Every time they did get beaten, and here's the point of this that I'm trying to make. The Bulls would still have respect for those Pistons for beating them. They would shake their hands at the end of the games, congratulate them, and go on to the next series. Even though, as a competitor, they wanted to absolutely just beat them at their own game and win. But they were gracious losers, I guess. Right, the, you know, they were they were sport. They had sportsmanship. The Bulls did. So now they're tired of it. The Bulls are tired of it, and they they have an off season. But instead of going into the off season and having off, they're training, they're preparing, they're physically uh, going through regiments to increase their strength capacity, their endurance to take a hit from these Detroit Pistons. Jordan specifically too. Uh, he put on uh, what was it, maybe ten pounds of like muscle, uh, or at least ga- a weight gain, um, which he turned into muscle. Uh, I might be, you know, Mr. Facts Man here, but um, he put on muscle during the offseason, along with some other other players too, Pippen as well. And they had a they came off and then had another season. And guess what the the Chicago Bulls did to the Detroit Pistons come playoff time? They beat them. The Chicago Bulls finally advanced. They swept the Detroit Pistons, the defending NBA champions. The Chicago Bulls swept them. And what did the Detroit Pistons do? In that final game, after they realized they were swept, even before the game ended, I think there was maybe like seven seconds left on the clock. So before the game ended... The Detroit Pistons, their main five, Lambeer, Isaiah Flippin' Thomas, walked off the court, ignored every Chicago Bulls player, didn't even look at them, heads down, and left the court. 
I have zero respect for those players on that Detroit Pistons team. Isaiah Thomas had the opportunity to correct that in this documentary because, of course, they talked to him. And they showed uh, what he said to Michael Jordan in the current documentary. And Jordan is just, he's like angrily kind of like laughing, like one of those, um, like, I can't believe it, like that kind of thing, right? And um, Isaiah Thomas pretty much says, uh, hey, that's how the Boston Celtics passed it on to us. So that's how we passed it on to the Bulls. And I'm like, you son of a gun. No, you just didn't want to get swept. You didn't want to get beat. No one does. I get that. But when you finally got swept because you couldn't bully your way into another NBA championship, you sore flipping losers. You, I was so upset. And I, I saw the eyes of the Bulls players when they were watching Lambeer walk by and Isaiah Thomas walk by. And they were just like, just, just their eyes were moving at them. Like, are you kidding me? You guys aren't coming over here. You're not congratulating us. You're not being sportsmanship. They were just being losers. Sore, whiny, flipping losers. So kudos to the Chicago Bulls at that time. Really good. The last dance is phenomenal. Even if you're not a Chicago Bulls fan or a Michael Jordan fan, I guess, unless you absolutely hate them. And if you have hate for them, then you're, first of all, lose the hate because hate's stupid. Um, but if you, it's really worth watching, even as just a regular sports fan. Um, I think the documentary has done so well, um, and it's on ESPN. So if you have a chance to watch it, please, please do so. Um, they have a, it, I mean, it, a lot of it's like Jordan based, but they go around so far to the, all the players. Um, I've seen them talk to John Paxson, Steve Kerr, um, Scottie Pippen, of course. Dennis Rodman had like an episode to him. They even had an episode de- devoted to like Phil Jackson. And a lot of Jordan stuff and a lot of the players and the teams that they faced uh, going into that final season and also leading up to uh, the, the dynasty that is the Chicago Bulls when they won uh, six titles. So still recommend that series, but boo to the flipping Detroit Pistons back then. Isaiah Thomas Lambert, you guys are stupid. I hate you. Oh, what did I just say? Had no room for hate. I backtrack. I'm going to backtrack. I don't have respect for you. Bill Lambier, Isaiah Thomas, and the rest of those Detroit Pistons. Um, oh, I just never saw so much sore losers. I mean, I can't even imagine if that happened in today's NBA. People would be just flying off every radar to comment and give their two cents and, you know, say, oh, my God, look at that. Well, it just, it'd be a circus. It wouldn't be done. I guarantee you it wouldn't be done because people are so, you know, so sensitive now where if that were to happen, it would just go crazy. But it happened back then. And you know what? We we survived and we got through it. But just shows the 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 soreness of those Detroit Pistons and the the stamina and the the championship quality uh, that is Michael Jordan and those Chicago Bulls on that team. Well, I guess that's, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm going to promote my stuff. So if you want to turn off the podcast, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) But I promise, please don't. Because uh, the best way to follow us is on our Inspired Creations page on Facebook. Uh, You can find us as Inspired Creations HOM. I do want to thank all of our new followers. Thanks to Mama Rawa's Market out there. Shout out. Um, We gained easily like another 20 followers in like a day. 
Um, so I, I'm, I would love to hit that magic number of 200. I think last time I checked, uh, we were at 141 after that hike uh, increase because of the Mama Rara shout out of Inspired Creations. So I would love to hit 200. So again, if you're seeing this or if you see our Facebook page, just give it a like, give it a follow. Um, we, we have fun stuff up there. You can, you see the links to our uh, podcasts, which is what you're listening to now. Comic Complex came back in a big way last Friday. Um, and we talked about some uh, first appearance issues and the Savage Avengers number one. Uh, so check that out. We got another episode coming up this week as well. Um, we have our podcast there. We have our YouTube show, Revelations. Uh, is our YouTube show, and you can find us on YouTube as Icebox Cast. Um, our last episode uh, featured Mama Rawa's Market again, um, and some uh, a blind pack opening of um, Attack on Titan. Uh, very well, and again, I'm getting better without this. Uh, or I'm sorry, I'm getting better with the content. But Charlie Huckle is really putting some awesome work into the video editing and uh, some like effects on there, kind of and graphics and the music interludes in between those episodes and and. Uh, segments in these podcasts too charlie huckle thank you so much again um but yeah you can find us uh so you got youtube stuff you can follow our revelation show again on youtube icebox cast um our podcast which is the icebox uh, brand new logo how do you like it let me know what you think email me your thoughts and comments um comic complex also coming back with a brand new logo let me know what you think of it as well uh email us questions comments and feedback to iceboxcast at gmail.com iceboxcast at gmail.com send us everything and i will read anything you send on the air uh and we'll you know give me stuff to talk about so that'd be very cool even if it's just a good thing even if it's just to say hi i'll say hi back to you I'll, I'll mention you um we had a facebook live session so again another reason to follow us on facebook uh Diggs and i had uh opened up 36 packs of pokemon booster packs from sword and shield rebel clash see what we pulled that's still on the site right now in our live session um, all kinds of fun stuff. And then, of course, on Facebook, we post our artwork that we do for the cricket machines, uh, senior things, right? We still have that artwork available for uh, people who have a cricket machine. Uh, it's I have it out there. You can download the link and put it on there. You can make hoodies, T-shirts, uh, decals, whatever you want for your high school seniors that are graduating. Um, but all of our artwork for the cricket stuff, a lot of Pokemon stuff, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, any, all, any art that I want to do, uh, that I can do, I should say. Um, but check it out. It's a lot of fun and family friendly, you know, and I appreciate it. And if you see these things, if you like them, give them a share, give them a like, give them a comment. I really much appreciate that too. Um, I think that's that, that about run, wraps it up. So everyone else out there, stay healthy. Thank you very, very much for listening to the show. I appreciate your taking your time out of your busy schedule and uh, having some entertainment with the Icebox. Um, I hope it made anyone laugh or smile. That's my goal and intentions. And until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty.